couple of critics podcast i'm agent m i'm agent s Ooh, and we are here to do a review for you because that's what we do here on this podcast that's what we do and i'm here for serious business and as you can see by the way i'm dressed i fucking mean it now any aliens out there that are listening to this i don't like it what about for the people who are just listening and can't see how serious of this business that you mean i have the men in black outfit on because of course i work for the men in black now as does agent m over there mm-hmm. i'm still on to wear my yellow hat yeah she's got she's got such cool sass and attitude that they just let it happen uh, yeah. kind of like at the end of this movie we're about to talk about where it gets a cool turtleneck thing that's because i say uh i may i'm here to help but uh i'm not here to lose my sass you're not here to lose your sass, but God damn it, I'm here to murder aliens because from what I found out from this movie, it's just free reign to murder aliens. Well, and this is based off of a comic book, correct? I have no idea. I didn't look that far into it. I just know about the movie. I think that this was a comic book series. It does say at the beginning of what we're talking about today. Hi, everyone. It's me. It's Sam on the Couple of Critics podcast. Everyone knows who you are. I'm not actually an agent. I just dressed up to have an excuse to go to Goodwill. You're Agent S for Sam, and yeah. I'm Agent M for moles <laughs> <laughs> wow but yeah we're talking about goddamn men in black so i guess wow. we're just getting into it but yeah we, we should just get into what, it what did you just say i wanted to expound upon that god damn it now i don't remember how i was getting into it what agent m for moles oh the comic book thing at the beginning it does yes. say like based on a comic book or maybe a graphic novel i don't know how sassy or classy they got with it well, yeah. according to this hat, they eventually get pretty sassy. <laughs> when you were inducted into the MIB, Michelle, and they looked at your hat, they just said, it just looks so good. I, I assume so. This was a comic book series. We need a dash of color. I wonder if the comic book series is uh, more violent and crude and rude. That happens from time to time. It's got a new attitude. It's got a new attitude. Music by Danny Elfman. Fuck yeah, music by Danny we Elfman. We have quite a cast here in this uh, classic 1997 Men in Black feature film. I mean, the main guys, yeah. I got to talk about Will Smith. If you don't like Will Smith at this time in life, you're lying to yourself. He was extremely likable. He's extremely charismatic. He is legitimately funny. He was why I watched the movie. I was such a big fan of Fresh Prince, personally. And I wasn't watching this movie because of Tommy Lee Jones. Jones. (laughs) Or Aliens. I was watching it because of Will Smith. He's the same reason why I watched Independence Day. Yeah. I think I probably watched Men in Black because of Will Smith in Independence Day. Like That's where he had already solidified himself as... A good fucking, uh, not only a good actor, but funny actor, which he was already in, uh, what, 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 what do you call that show? What, 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 Fresh what Prince? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeesh. He was in a movie with Stockard Channing as well when Who he was younger. Who is Stockard Channing? 
she oh my god to even have to explain that to you even though the, the movie Grease is terrible but I feel like you should at least know I know the movie Grease who uh oh my god I can't even remember her name now Stalker Channing no like her character in the movie Grease because I don't oh, like it that you're much you're talking about Rizzo Rizzo that's right Rizzo I said Rizzo I don't know what you're talking about what yeah I've seen Grease live on stage and not just <sighs> Some uh, local high school production. I mean, my mom paid money. You mean in addition to a high school? Yeah, I've production. also seen that. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, but you were a band kid, so you were kind of summoned to like they made band kids do music for those things sometimes, didn't they? No, that was all. Uh, what do you call it? Volunteer. volunteer. I wanted to. I enjoyed things like that. I probably also helped build some sets for that kind of stuff because I would do double duty. I'd swing a hammer and turn a screwdriver here and there, and then I would go play the guitar, and I would look at the sheet music, and I would have no idea what I was supposed to be doing, so I would just sit down and figure out, like, all right, they just want a G right here and a D right here, and then, to make it even worse, I wasn't playing, like, the full chords. I was playing, like, power chords, like they were misfit songs. I wasn't, like, going, but I was just playing straight-up power chords. Makes and now, sense. looking back on it, I should have sat down and like figured out what the actual musical notation was, because I'm sure there was parts in the guitar lines that I wasn't doing that were supposed to be like, but I was just going. Okay, so let's talk about this movie, Men in Black. Like I said, it came out in 1997. Yeah. I know you don't want to go necessarily through everything. Oh, I guess we are going through everything. Columbia Pictures. Well, I'm not going through each storyline thing. I just like to say that it's done by Columbia Pictures, uh, directed by Sonnenberg, who directed a lot of stuff like Adam's Family. You're way sassier than I am, by the way. But yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. That's true. Uh, And he's got a certain aesthetic that it just bleeds Sonnenfeld. And once I found out who this fucking guy was, I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly this guy's style. And then with style, he comes with Danny Elfman. You already mentioned his name. Mm-hmm. You could listen to this soundtrack and have no one tell you it's Danny Elfman. And you would say, hey, it's the guy who did Nightmare Before Christmas and anything Pee Wee Herman. If you're familiar with it, I would have never thought that. Really? I don't. My brain never thinks about that sort of thing. Okay. Well, if you have a brain that thinks about that sort of thing, you would go, that's fucking Danny Elfman. It's clear. Yeah, like I'm never really as focused on, and I've said it before, on directors and things like that. I'm much more of who's acting and who's actually portraying it and showing it to me and making me feel things. <laughs> so it's all the behind stuff, behind the scenes stuff, and like especially scores and th- like, who scored the movie. Well, I mean, way no, over my head. Sometimes that doesn't matter, but when it's Danny Elfman, he's scored a fucking million things. And Didn't he score like Freeway or something too? Probably he did like Batman. He he was uh in Oingo Boingo, mm-hmm. which uh, I like that one album. Was that Dead Man's Party? Yeah, we did that on this podcast. Hell yeah, we did. I like Danny Elfman. I do think it gets kind of everything's got that that he touches. I've already said you can tell it's him, but is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think it's bad. I, I feel could, the same way about uh. Les Claypool, you can tell. Yeah, that's very true. You oh, can immediately tell if it's Les Claypool. Very identifiable. Uh, so when we start this movie, mm-hmm. there is that like dragonfly mm-hmm. that's uh, flying through, and the terrain and everything looks fake. Like okay, it is. It's all miniatures. Everything looks fake. Yeah, it's all miniatures. Which now it would be CGI, and I I'm sure they added touches of CGI in there because 
ILM did this, Industrial Light and Magic, which is like uh, George Lucas's production team. Yeah, he was he wasn't involved in this, but I know that his picture was at least yeah up on a screen at one point. Oh, it was as an alien. Mm-hmm. But that Steven makes sense. Spielberg yeah wasn't yeah, he a producer yeah. or he something? produced this they all worked as ilm industrial light and magic they have made so many movies they are like on the forefront of many many visual effects especially cgi and stuff like they're credited with the first cgi character or full cgi character uh they started when star wars started so it's just like back to the 70s ilm is just this in the visual effects world is this mecca of visual effects so for them to do this and then work with Rick Baker, who's doing all like the alien effects and making all the actual prosthetics and oh, stuff. Billy B. <sighs> Did you say Billy B? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is Bill a n- nomenclature for Rick? Is that what you said? I thought you said Will. Rick Baker? I thought you said... If I said Will Baker, I apologize. His name is Rick Baker. Okay. <laughs> Old Bill Baker. That's his new name is Billy Baker. So you thought it obviously looked fake at the beginning? Yes. I never thought it looked fake until today when I actually watched it. I noticed it when we watched it two nights ago for the first watch in years since I've seen it. I noticed. Because the terrain behind him just looks... I don't know. There's just something... Like it's made out of glue and paint? It just definitely doesn't look like real terrain. (laughs) That's all I can say. Um... But you, it just follows this dragonfly that spots on a window of this van, and I want to talk about who's driving this van. Are you aware of who's driving this van? No, I'm not aware of who's driving this okay, van. I, I know his name on the in the movies, Nick the Dick. Well, he's the van driver. Well, that's the thing, because when that cop stops him, I swear he says, "Lick the dick." I thought he says, oh, no, oh, "I know it's Nick the Dick," <laughs> but it sounds like "Lick the Dick." That okay? So, ah, lick the dick. So that actor is John Grease, Grise. Okay. He's done quite a lot of things. One thing that I know him from primarily, and so will you, is that he played Uncle Rico and Napoleon Dynamite. Are you serious? That's uh-huh. him? Uh-huh. Doesn't he look like the same guy? I think it does. I think he's handsome as hell when he is just wow. his regular self. Let me get a look at him. Holy fuck, that totally is him. That's him. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no clue. So he's been—he's uh, quite a character so, actor. So that so that border patrol guy tells Uncle Rico to lick the dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is this how I get out of this uh, potential going to jail, sir, for having illegal immigrants in the back? How how? Uh, he's like, don't make me take that hat off and throw it over the mountains. <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know what the word is, but to start off the movie that's about aliens, bringing in illegal aliens, illegal aliens. And, a, and a busted up red <laughs> van in the 90s. That was such a classic old and van. His, his excuse when he's asking him what he's doing out there, he's like, ah, I'm coming back from fishing. Real good story, Nick the Dick. What's his real name again? Oh, you didn't you look mean that up. The, you the, just wrote Uncle Rico. You mean the actor? <laughs> yeah. John Grease. Grease? Grise? John Grice. I saw him recently in the TV show that HBO did last year called White Lotus. So he's still, I mean, he regularly acts in things. I saw him in a picture. I watched him make out with Jennifer Coolidge. Man. I want a hot dog real bad. You do a pretty good Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> Not really. But. If people didn't know who Jennifer Coolidge <laughs> was until just then, they just figured it out. <laughs> um, 
Well, it is a classic line from Legally Blonde. That's from Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. Is that ever going to be oh, on this I want podcast? A hot dog, real bad. No, I've seen that in the theater though. That's not any sort of Reese Witherspoon movie that I would care. See, it's hard to read the notes when you're wearing sunglasses indoors. No, it's hard to read the notes when your handwriting is so fucking bad you can't figure out what letters are. So they get the guys out, and then they they have to figure out. Well, actually, old Tommy Lee Jones and his partner D. Okay, and D. I mean, this is when we first get to see the power, the true power of the men in black, that they just have surveillance everywhere. Well, because there's like a line of troopers who are pulling over this van of illegal aliens. And then all of a sudden there's this, what what is that vehicle? That little Ford Lincoln looking thing. Is it Lincoln? Maybe. Okay. Well, it's definitely Ford something. It's a Ford something. It's a POS from what I hear later. <laughs> <laughs> Old Will Smith. Oh. I never got that joke when I was younger, and now that mm. I work on cars and I hear people go, oh, that's an old Dodge POS, I'm like, okay, yeah. It's also a, just knowing that a, POS stands for a piece of shit as a, an adult. And you that's didn't a fun everyday a joke, isn't it? So now I finally got it. <clears throat> so he and his By the way, it's not a pe- piece of shit when you see that car later. It's a fucking nice looking car. Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> I think it was just it was just a new generation that was just supposed to be I, that was only supposed to be that it's because it's a new generation and they don't always appreciate the older things. Which I'm gonna bring something up about that later. Okay, so note in my head. So all of a sudden, the these two men dressed in black suits show up. Very ironic because of the name of the movie. I don't know how that works. But they show up and they're like, we'll take over from here. And the cops are, the cops, it takes nothing to make the cops back down not, from these men in black. They're not cops. They're Border Patrol. So it's, you're it's, saying that they a, don't have any sort of authority. A big difference. I'm going to say they have more authority than a cop. <laughs> okay. But they don't, but no one knows who the men in black are unless you're in Manhattan because apparently Manhattan is where most of the aliens are in the world that need to be maintained but nobody knows who the men in black are in manhattan either unless you're an alien yeah but there it almost seems like there should be at least someone high up in the police force at least knows like in the government supposedly they're hiding all this stuff about ufos and things that yeah why would you tell it to a cop just a fucking cop not a cop like some detective high up so like someone yeah. knows that they exist that's why they don't fuck with each other they don't but trust all, all the little guys all the guys who are on the streets patrolling and shit they're not gonna know who they are is yeah. what i'm saying none of those people need to know because they have the neuralizer fuck all those people they don't need to know shit so we find out that one of the that the big guy is actually an alien who's just holding a, a man's head on a stick yeah, so I like that little This scene. is interesting. I feel... Okay, so the actor who plays him is Sergio Cadron. Okay. And he has been around for a long time. He... I guess he was in at least one of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Okay. It's and called Caribbean, but all right. I don't know about that. And uh, he... I think it was when I first got an Instagram account... He started following me. What? So I followed him back. So it was huh? one of those things where people like follow Tay Diggs, who's a famous actor. Yeah. He will famously follow like all kinds of people. And I think he does the thing just to try and get more follows. That's if you weird just that's... follow people. But there are some. I don't know if it's actual celebrities or yeah. if it's the people. But he did that. So I followed him back. So actually four years now 
Since you the beginning of Sergio. me being on Instagram, I have followed the guy with his head on a stick. <laughs> who was the... I did not see that coming. Who was the illegal alien. Now, I've got a question. Mm-hmm. Does he follow you still? I don't know. I didn't unfollow him to see if he followed me. I, I assume he does not follow me Wait, anymore. you have to unfollow someone to find out if they follow you? Unless you specifically go through your followers. Gotcha. And I don't want to do that. But he doesn't like any of your... Post? No. Sergio, god damn it. Bill Petty does, though. Who's Bill Petty? He's friends with uh, Morgan Murphy. Who's Morgan? Oh, the, the comedian? The comedian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, that was another situation where he he started following me early on. Is he a comedian, on. too? I don't remember exactly what does Bill Petty is. Do I care about but him? But every once in a while, he will like... He'll he'll like either something funny that I post, or he'll like, like a cat post. It's very weird. <laughs> uh, anyway... We meet this fucking alien. Long story short, this is just an introduction to the men in black because uh, what's the guy's name? D, D. his partner, is going to retire. And the real actor's name is Richard Hamilton. I don't know if you need to know anything about him. He's just a character actor. I've seen a bunch in TV and stuff. And I wanted to look him up. He died, though. He died in 2004. He'd be dead. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Uh, what was I going to say about this, though? Uh, the weird retirement speech... He's like, ah, look at the stars. We don't look at them anymore. And then, you know, spoiler alert. I don't give a fuck. You've all seen Men in Black. Later, when Tommy Lee uh, Jones, not Tommy Lee, the dick drummer. Tommy Lee uh, uh, Jones. (laughs) When he retires, he gives the same speech. It's just like a Men in Black thing that happens all the time. This is the one speech that you got to give to give. It's like the safe word. When I start talking about the stars, that's when I really mean neuralize my ass i don't i don't know because it felt like when the old man wasn't able to get his gun out and perform and tommy lee had to keep the alien from attacking the patrolman yeah uh the guy just first of all d couldn't get his shit together at all Fuck no but arthritis is kicking in there just didn't it must just be some unspoken thing because it's just like tommy lee jones somehow knew or Agent K knew what he had to do. Yeah. Based on what had happened. Because the guy just looked defeated. But he he didn't seem like he was ready. Because he said, I'm going to miss the chase. And then right before Tommy Lee Jones neuralizes him, he says, no, no you're you not. Won't. They need to come up with those for real. No, people would use them constantly. I mean, for real traumatic things. Like... Four people in the United States have it. But they were using it without even really being aware of what sort of long-term damage that it caused. I'm assuming that the alien that they got it from, because they do mention that it's a technology they got from some friends, maybe they've been using it for thousands and thousands of years and do have the data on long-term effects. I think the microwave oven is also a patent that they own. There are a handful of patent patents. That are how they were able to financially stay afloat. Yeah, liposuction was also one of them. Oh, it was? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So that's, uh, if you're ever wondering how when you see the whole, the men in black, I don't know, what would, the offices. Do you know, oh, by the way, those offices that we see later and you like walk in and there's that big air tunnel. You know what I'm talking about? When you finally yeah. walk into big the fans. offices. That's just a ventilation station building for a Brooklyn tunnel. It just looks cool. And they were like, yeah, it looks cool as an entrance, but it's actually just like a ventilation tunnel. I thought it looked cool. I think it looks really cool, and it's always stuck in my brain mm-hmm. for my so entire too. life when he walks into that. But I'm moving ahead because we got to talk about the entrance of 
the main man of this fucking movie. I mean, I watched some behind-the-scenes things of this and some promotional materials, and they really marketed this movie more as starring Tommy Lee Jones. and like They did? Yeah, I mean, they're both stars, but they really say, like, veteran actor Tommy Lee Jones starring veteran actor. I heard that a lot. Well, the whole uh, big thing was also in the movie, you find out at the end, he's passing the torch. Yeah, it's new, it's new and old. So old and new. That's probably part of why they prepped it up how they did. But when we see Will Smith, God damn it, there is a reason this man was a star. Even when he's running and chasing this alien and he's, like, making little quips as he's running when he's like, hey, freeze means stop or something like that. Even then, this guy running and acting can run miles around other people's acting. It's insane. I read, I didn't read the whole thing because I'm not much of a reader, but I did have a Will Smith book at one point. Oh, really? And like I an appreciation it. book? It was something I may have gotten in at like a book fair at school or something. Was it just like pictures of him? Like Will Smith likes no, to play tennis. No, it was tennis. like an unauthorized biography sort oh. of thing. But it did say that uh, he was the shit. Just kidding. Um, but I did like him a lot. And uh, one thing I notice about him in this movie, especially in the sort of pants that he wears, yeah, is Will Smith. <laughs> He's got a butt. A butt. I didn't know if you were going to tell me you saw his dong flopping around or not. No, I, th- I assume that would be strapped down. But uh, <laughs> I've always noticed Will Smith having... He's got a nice ass? He's got a big old butt. and I, I a, am... a donk? A big old donk? He has a donk. That son of a bitch has got a donk. I don't know how you didn't notice it, especially when he's wearing those I have no, like, jogger pants. I have no barometer for guys' uh, dude's ass. I honestly don't. Unless it's like a certain kid we went to school with. Who I was friends with, who became a right wing psycho. And this will see him. Oh, okay. Unless it's like that kind of ass where it's like a shelf sticking out of the back and you could put a book on it. That's how someone, when we were in sixth grade together, yeah. this kid moved away, but he will, I'll just, I will say his first name. Okay. His Walter? name was Brock. Okay. But, okay, Brock. And he had, he was shaped like a duck. <laughs> like Donald Duck? He had a big old feathery booty. I loved it. Uh, you liked his feathery ass. I think I like I like a big booty on a man. I don't That's know wild. what it is. I like it's a, so funny because I have absolutely no. You don't. I have no ass. But I've, whatsoever. I've always liked a nice round tush gonna, on a man. I'm gonna contact some people in a gym and feel like, be like, "How do I get a big old dunk for my woman?" <laughs> it's interesting because I fell in love with like a scrawny man, <laughs> but you are like never what I would have like pictured. Because I, I thought I liked dark-haired men, first of all. But I ended up with a redhead. Yeah. You've and always wanted... It's because of Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius? Yukon Cornelius. And I, I'm, honestly, I'm, I might... I would say, like, if someone asked me what my type is, I would say, like, a bigger guy. And I don't mean muscle. Like... Like fat. Not necessarily fat, either. But like, a mixture of both, gotcha. I guess. Like, a big, burly man is... It would be more my type. But... You're not like not strong or able to do anything. I'm just saying like, but I'm sure I wouldn't have been the person you would have chosen. Yeah. I always thought I was going to end up with a man. (laughs) That makes sense. (laughs) I'm just saying like, it's, it's interesting that we paint these pictures of what we think. Like this is my whatever. I never thought about those kinds of things. You didn't? No. Like you actually, you've dated like all completely different kinds of people. Sure. You don't think so? Like three people. Yeah, and they're all very different people. <laughs> yeah, they're all 
very different people in every single way pretty much yeah <laughs> so that's what i'm saying like it's weird that in our minds that we create these like types when a lot of times what we're actually what we end up being into is what you just kind of settle for <laughs> i don't think that's true i'm happy with you even though you drive me crazy i love you a lot I'm just saying that it's not always necessarily what you paint. All right, I'll get fat slash muscly. I'm just saying, big ass. All right. If you want to get a fat ass, I'm not going to be against it. I don't know how to get a fat ass with the way I eat. It's amazing. I'm not fat. I don't know. You gotta you gotta build up a plump ass with muscles. I think I actually gotta like look at twerking lessons and like. I don't think twerking is necessarily how you do it. You have to do like squats and lunges. That sounds horrible for my knees. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And your long legs. And my long legs. Okay. So, so what do you want to say about said, Will Smith? Well, you said, I've said a lot. I said okay. his butt's nice. <laughs> I said that he's why I watched the movie. He is also, uh, yeah, charismatic. I was a huge fan. Uh, I, I, I followed Will Smith for a while when I was a kid, and I had a book about him because I was so into him. But one thing that I like is when he, he, he runs like a motherfucker in yes. this movie. Like, they really make him work out. They really make him work out. And that movie. other actor who's doing, like, parkour and stuff. Mm-hmm. Early versions of parkour before we even know the word fucking parkour. And he's like a lizard man. Yeah, I really like those scenes when his... Uh... It looks like my former brother-in-law is right. There are lizard people. <laughs> Just kidding. I like it when his eyes blink sideways. It's a good Yeah, like a effect. lizard. It's a real good effect because when you first see it, you don't expect it at all. And you've probably never even seen that. I don't know. It might be in another movie, but it's a good real. It's a real good like shit's weird. (laughs) So the only thing that I really need to say about the thing where he's chasing this. Well, actually, no, I have two things to say. So he's chasing this alien guy. A cephalopod. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And he does stop him. Then he pulls his gun on him. And then he pulls out his like alien type gun and yeah. it falls, uh-huh. it catches fire real fast and it disintegrates into sparks. Yeah. It, it, like sparkler sparks. That gave me such a demolition man feel <laughs> like the future in demolition man. Yeah. Is, is what I got from yeah. that. Is like when the, the hose things come out to like take care of the graffiti. <laughs> is that what you're thinking of in Demolition Man? What's like really robotic and sparks and stuff flying yeah, around? Yeah, and it like paints a picture of like like a message. Yeah, I I like that scene because it's so practical. Still, it's like you can tell they locked the camera, and it's literally a all right now set the sparks all right now move the gun out turn the camera back on and they just mm-hmm. classic filmmaking. Yeah, I, no, it didn't I love look bad watching at all. old films like this because it's still classic filmmaking tricks. You know now. It's so easy, and I sound like a fucking old man. And I don't hate CG, but I have such a love for old style of filmmaking that when I get to see it and see things like that, like, oh, it's just a cut edit. They didn't have to do anything on a computer. They just <laughs> filmed something and then spliced it and put it in. It makes me feel good. Uh, CGI just looks bad a lot. Which now, uh, a lot of people do jump cut and edits with, like, TikTok and shit. Mm-hmm. So I could try and stop being so grumpy about those new platforms and go, but you are well, just a grumpy old man. some people are using filming techniques and they don't even know it <laughs> where they stop the thing and then they go, okay, now I put a new suit on and I hit resume. They've been doing that since the 20s. My Aunt Ruth Ann is even on TikTok. It's so, I have such this dichom- dichotomy in my head where I'm like, Sam, when a new thing comes out, you should get on it then. Embrace it. Embrace it. And then by the time it hits big, 
then you'll have like a semi okay following who actually appreciates you. But then I always mm-hmm. go, nope. Well, this is what <laughs> I'll personally say because I think that I react similarly to you sometimes with that. Uh-huh. Is that I first downloaded TikTok and I wasn't into it at first because I was like, I don't really understand. Like it was like curating. It felt like it was a lot of work. And you you really do have to put some time into kind of searching things and following hashtags and mm. and things to get the sort of videos. Now TikTok is a is a much more enjoyable place for me. Yeah, because it's curated to your tastes. Yes. So if I type in penises, will I get penises? Yeah, and then if you There's like dicks on TikTok, and then if you like videos about penises, not that I don't think so. If you like videos about penises, then Dick. it'll just keep showing you more things about penises. TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> yes, TikTok, TikTok, Mister Bond. Last thing that I want to say about this because I feel like this beginning scene is being drugged way the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is that I? Okay, so the alien is running. He says he's coming. He's gonna kill us. So he's talking about the big bug that comes, right? Yeah, yeah. And because the big bug just wants to obliterate everything. Yes. Including the aliens that are living on Earth at the time. Like I, no one's safe. I feel like since the whole plot synopsis is, you know, this little gal- galaxies on Earth and the bugs coming for the galaxy. I feel like that guy was actually on Earth to get the galaxy to maybe save his own race. Or save people in general. And he was just going to give the bug the galaxy. But he's failing. Who knows why the cops were even chasing him. You have no idea. So I think for a long time I thought he was like a henchman of the bug. And he was like, oh, he's going to kill us all. But now I think he was actually trying to save a bunch of people. But doesn't know where the galaxy is. Which is the whole premise of the movie. So do you think an, an alien would actually jump off of a roof and commit suicide? No, because that that is not logical. If you can to me, if you can go from planet to planet, you're not jumping off of a building to save yourself. It just doesn't seem like it seems like suicide's our thing. (laughs) And (laughs) it's not really alien from the humans, you bastard aliens. It's more just that they have bigger capabilities than we do. So if they're not happy, they can they can really just leave. Like, they can really go. They don't mm-hmm. even have to worry about just going to a different town. They can get the fuck out of the galaxy and go somewhere else. Unless he's been running for so long and he's just tired of running. He's just had enough. Or maybe he accepts the bug is going to win. I don't know. Well, it Speaking seems of the to bug, be well known that this bug is enormous and pissed off and powerful. Like, it seems like the bug is supposed to be different than other ones it's not just that it has a purpose it's like known that it's bad and powerful and i feel like like he's uh on his planet of bugs i feel like he's like big daddy bug okay and has millions of bugs beneath him who might even be smaller who might even be trafficking on him because like later when he's in the movie bugs are just like falling off of him at points so Mm -hmm. well i think i don't think that's those aren't his children? Or are those just bugs hanging out with him because they're his friends? That's what I'm not sure about because he okay. definitely seems to have some sort of a a, a, a a kinship with roaches. Absolutely. But he also... So the whole thing is that the spaceship crashes to Earth. It crashes in the yard of these super poor... 
Super podunks. People. Fucking trash people. <laughs> and Vincent D'Onofrio, you can hear from outside. First, the house looks like it's barely standing. Yep, uh, yep. It is just... It's a shack. <clears throat> it's, it's bad. Uh, but you hear that he is just unappreciative and mean to his wife and just a dick. Like, you're just not supposed to like him Const- from the very first time you hear him. Classic verbal battering, verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. This guy is a piece of shit. A total piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it crashes in his yard... He goes outside. He's an asshole to what he's. It, you, we assume because we don't see it, but it looks like he sees an alien, right? And they're because they're like, what do they say? Like, give me that or whatever. Give me that something like. And he's like, over my dead body, and they're us, like, you give me your weapon, something like yeah, that. Yeah, over my dead body, and they say like, okay, and then they just like pull him in, and then they throw his skin up, which I love the skin suit flopping up there. I always did. I love too. how floppy it is, and you can see his fingers. They look hollow. It's just, it's perfect. So, and then it's morbid too. It's very morbid for a kid's movie. A man has just been skinned and they just flopped it up there. But, but there's no, <laughs> but not a trace of his body. No, no so blood do you think either. They just, ate him? Oh, I think he, I think he literally like sucked out everything from his skin. I think he like, you know how people can like, like a human straw. Yeah, like a human straw okay. or like a human crustacean. You know how sometimes you can like pop open like a crab leg and go. <laughs> Ugh, it's so gross. It's but the yeah. same thing. He's just the shell. They left the shell. Okay. <laughs> so what's interesting is when this uh, bug smashes itself into this Vincent D'Onofrio skin suit. suit. Yeah. Uh, you can see that it doesn't fit right, but we're supposed to be under the impression that it's tight on him. But it's like it's also really saggy in the neck uh-huh. and stuff. So I think it's just maybe we, that it's a different shape. We have to throw physics completely out when we think about how that bug fit into the uh, Earl's suit. And how there's still saggy skin. It uh, doesn't yeah. make sense. Just, you can even, yeah. Like, I want to know how, if he took everything of the inside out, other than skin, why there were still eyeballs in the eye mm-hmm, holes. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. There were still teeth in the mm-hmm. mouth. But it, there, I was so confused. There's a lot of things that you just got to go, eh, doesn't matter. Which, when you're a kid, you don't think <laughs> you about it You don't think about all. it at all. No. But as an adult, you definitely think about it. Especially because Vincent D'Onofrio... Puts on a fantastic performance as Earl. So this is a, this is a note that I, I made. And since you brought it up, I will say it. I can't tell if Vincent D'Onofrio is, is a bad or a fine actor. In this, I think he's a fucking fantastic actor. Is that because sometimes it seems like it's almost overacting to the point of cheese? <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes it's funny, but sometimes it's like, ugh, I don't know. Yeah, I I love it all. I've never felt I don't know. So that's interesting. I would. But maybe it's because I've never seen him do comedy before, personally. Yeah, I watched yeah. a behind the scenes, so I kind of got a little insight on Vincent D'Onofrio figuring the character of it out. I bet you did. I would have benefited from seeing that. He, probably. He's literally like. Like, even Tommy Lee Jones says something like, how are you supposed to play a character? Here's his character. He's a bug from outer space that is crammed into a suit. He's uncomfortable wearing a human suit, and he hates humans. How are you supposed to act? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but when Vincent's talking about it, he's like, yeah, you know, I took a long time to get into this. Blah, blah, blah. And then it shows him, like, acting like Earl. And he's like, well, now, what you going to do there is a... <laughs> yeah, it's very. That's what, it. Seems so over the top. Beetlejuice. Yeah, it is. And I didn't oh, think of Beetlejuice. it. Beetlejuice. <laughs> I didn't think of it until just now. Ooh, as and I the was, stripes. <laughs> yeah, our Darth Vader is very Beetlejuice today. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think of that until I was just doing my impression of Earl, which I've never done that before, and I think no. it went swimmingly. 
So uh, I know. I felt like Beetlejuice when I was doing it. I know Vincent D'Onofrio from the cell. I know from the cell. Wasn't he also? And he was on like something about Mary? Law and Order, or I don't think that wasn't him. That's not him. I always get him confused. That's not that wasn't my the baseball, baseball guy. Okay. Um, but and he was in one of those like Law and Order, SVO, yeah, yeah. one of those whatever one of those type long shows. Running shows that I've ne- I don't watch, even though I like true crime stuff. I've never been interested in those shows, and I've never se- so I've, I know that he's been on it for a long time or was on it for a long time. Never seen him in any of it. So for me, I've always seen. Like a serious face. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for It almost feels probably that's why it comes across to me as li- a little disingenuous and overdone. I It's definitely overacting for sure. Yeah. I just never. I enjoy it so much. I like my overactors to be Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say one thing about or two things before we skip over or get over Vincent D'Onofrio's intro here. It's hilarious when he goes back into the house and he's like, his wife is sugar amazing. Water. Sugar, sugar. Uh, his wife, whose name is Shabon. Shabon. Yeah. She's Shabon a, Hogan. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's, she's another one of those character actors that's just been in. Fantastic. She's definitely a favorite. Her accent is Which I'll be amazing. honest, there are a lot of really good characters. Yeah, like there, there are a lot are. of good. There's good acting in this movie and she is fantastic. The way uh-huh. she just runs her words together what you throw in our head (laughs) yeah i don't know it's just so he loves sugar water this is something i got a problem with so this this alien loves sugar water Uh uh-huh but i'm pretty sure that water kills aliens and that's what m night Shyamalan told us in signs uh yes you're correct uh uh science tells me though that not all aliens will be killed by water Hate to break it to you. Bugs aren't killed by water in Alien World. Just ones that look like gray heads. Why do you think sugar water? is? Are bugs attracted to sugar? I have no fucking clue. Maybe. Sure. I think it's just fun to say sugar We've water. We've done sugar water for so sure many years. Water. I like it when he's like, sugar in water. In water. <laughs> That's so weird. So you know the bit when he's uh, when she's like, your skin's falling off there, air. air. Air, she calls him Edgar. Air. Edgar. Air. His, his name's Edgar. Mm-hmm. I've been calling him Earl. Excuse me. Earl had to die. Uh, that He's whole bit when she's like, "Your skin's falling off," and he goes, "Is that better?" And he pulls his head back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Baker, the guy who made all the effects, the the physical effects. Okay. He has. I watched an interview with him, and he said. I've been known to annoy filmmakers a lot because I speak up when something doesn't make sense or I have an idea that will make your film as cool as possible. Okay. And he's he's like, some effects guys shut up. I don't. So you mean the fact that it was that she was the person who noticed that his skin was hanging off his neck? Uh, no, he did the whole bit that was not in the script. Rick Baker, the effects guy, came up with the whole bit of pulling his skin back. Uh. Later, when he's the big bug, they were supposed to not be a CGI full bug. They made a full size wow bug that would it was ten feet tall, I think. That was supposed to actually physically be in screen, but they scrapped it last minute, which Rick Baker was not happy about. Hi, Hi there, Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> I was hoping this would happen sometime. The foster cat has made his way onto the table. He is on the podcast more than Oliver has ever wanted to Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Hi, what are you doing? He's a cat in black. What's your opinion on uh, men in black? He's a... N- nothing. Agent he W. 
Asian dog. He was like right at the. He is a cutie. Go we look, have a cat who's distracting us because he jumped on the on the, the table. Right so uh, all right, bud. He's fun. Now. He's sweet. I don't remember what I was talking about. He's good about. stuff. Oh, and that that spaceship that Edgar is now going to carry around is way too small for that fucking bug later. What's interesting to me is that you can remove every bit of Edgar's insides and his skin is still a dick. <laughs> Absolutely. I got a problem with you, Edgar. They were almost going to, because uh, they didn't like that the bug could talk for some reason, or at least Rick Baker didn't, and he tried to get him to just make the skin talk only as if skin could talk, like he was going to rip it off and the skin would talk. How fucking weird would that be? That's way too out of like so, reality. Yeah. The whole idea of the movie is that Tommy Lee Jones is trying to recruit what seems like a replacement for his partner. Yeah. For D. For D. And so he has Will Smith or James Edwards the third. Something James like that. Daryl Edwards. James Daryl Edwards, yes. Uh he and like all these like what are, like military men from different places in the military. I don't know what you would call that. Uh, just different, different branches, branches of uh, I armed think forces of in general. You know, Navy, military, Army. And just blah, different blah, people blah. with credentials. And NYPD. And a New York cop. Yeah. And, and mostly because he was able to run down that... Cephalopod. Cephalopod yes. on foot. <laughs> um, and there, I mean, you have like goofy moments throughout of Will Smith just being Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really liked the hip. I, I think they show you in the way that he's different is that he's a problem solver. Yeah. I, I feel like with that really obnoxious table screeching moving scene. That's he, a big sign that he'll do what it takes to mm-hmm. get the job done. He's not so rigid that he won't follow protocol when he on every single thing. And even in moments of distress, he had even if he was necessary like incorrect when they did that whole like shooting mm-hmm. thing oh, my favorite scene when he shoots the little girl in the head yes <laughs> yeah uh i think that it shows that he's also he has like rationale in moments of high stress <laughs> and goofy rationale but he wasn't necessarily wrong because if you you can totally oh, see that, what he means a little girl holding a quantum physics book an eight-year-old shit in the ghetto down. shit going down i've Seems funny too because he's like, and to be honest, I appreciate it if you get off my back about it. <laughs> like, he's got such fucking attitude. He goes from being because they they they're like, what it, you know, what did you do wrong? And he's like, I hesitated. His whole demeanor changed as he from the beginning of that started explaining it to yeah. By the <laughs> end, he got super sassy to Rip Torn. Oh, Rip Torn. Who, which I like, because Rip Torn is, uh, he's doing the whole demonstration and walking them through the process to see who, because they're only going to hire one person. Yeah. And Let's he, be honest, he knew who it was going to be as soon as he walked in. It's interesting that everyone goes by the first letter of their name. And I like... So there'd be a lot of repeat uh, agents is what you're telling me? Yes. But I do like how Rip torn i almost said rip taylor is zed zed which is how some people pronounce z Z. yeah i think that that's it's not anything i ever noticed until i watched it again and i think that's kind of a smart thing to do i was gonna bring it up too i have never thought about that until this watch i was like oh fuck they're calling him zed for z holy shit yeah it's fun being 36 (laughs) it's fun kind of knowing more about the world and being a little more wise Mm -hmm. and understanding 
jokes, which is interesting. I didn't realize this movie. I knew this movie was funny. I knew it was a comedy movie, but I didn't realize because I was younger and I just didn't understand as many references that that movie is joke heavy. Joke heavy. Yeah, it's very joke heavy. And one person who I think is grossly underrated is the great Tommy Lee Jones. I know. I think that oh. even though it was prepped up to be a Tommy Lee Jones movie, you were supposed like Will Smith was supposed to steal the show. You were yeah. supposed to be all in on Will Smith. And he's the obvious goofy in your face one. Yeah. But Tommy Lee Jones is funny. He's dry. A lot through the whole movie. Uh-huh. And uh, I just feel like I never appreciated him very much. I never. Th- I found Tommy Lee Jones. For the first time in my life, I guess as I'm getting older, I'm realizing charisma more thing like, oh, this is why I like this person. Mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones has something about him that I just like watching. He can just say just about anything, especially when he's saying words like when he's telling Zed, Agent Zed, he chased down a cephalopod on his feet. I'm like Tommy Lee Jones, a respected actor, just had to sit there and say the word cephalopod. Like, it means nothing to him. But somehow it sounds good coming out of his mouth. So it's interesting that I guess Tommy, and I don't know how much of what I read was actually true, mm-hmm. but this that Tommy Lee Jones was kind of weird about the idea because he is kind of more, he takes his job seriously. Yeah. That like, how are you going to make this sci-fi and comedy? Like it kind of has to be one or the other. And uh they pulled it off. They pulled it off really well. Pulled off quite well. I've always thought that this was a decent movie. I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of timely, whatever, but it's not bad. I still don't it's it's timely in just little technology references like when Okay, so just let's, let's say this. Jay finally gets the job. He finally accepts it. You know, and he has to show up the next day to be in the Men in Black and they neuralize all those other people. But when he shows up and he's like showing him the ropes and stuff and he's walking him through and he's showing him the technology that they've got. Mm-hmm. And he's, this is what I was going to say earlier about the technology. This is how it kind of dates it. When he's like, these will soon replace CDs. I'm going to have to buy the white album again, which he says white. white. Stuff like that is when it's like, oh, wait, let's not talk about future references. Let's that this is going to replace CDs when you're holding a still physical thing. Like, and it was just like I a mini tiny I'm, CD. I know. And I'm coming at it from like, well, how could you have not known digital streaming is? But it's always rough in future movies to make new future stuff. And then when you go and watch it, it's like watching the original Alien. You go and watch that and you go, this is the future. It's all physical buttons and shit everywhere. And like lights surround the whole fucking room. No, it'd be a screen in my fucking hand. Mm-hmm. It's like it sucks because you can't ever get the future right you're never gonna fucking know or else you'd be a bazillionaire because you're making the future but at the same time it kind of bites you in the ass but i love that shit about alien and i love that shit about this like who cares let's have fun with some uh coffee cans that were spray painted silver so not to (laughs) lean too much into any sort of drama yeah but one thing that i think is interesting is that when we see uh will smith he is chosen he becomes Agent J. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes with Tommy Lee Jones after he gets his suit, his fine suit. The last suit you'll ever wear. You know, the difference between you and me is I make this look good. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that to you. Uh, well, he didn't do it. You so. know, the difference between you and me is 
these lights are bright when you take off your sunglasses. When you're used to the sunglasses, the sunglasses are very dark inside. Do I, how do I look? I feel like uh, the, the suit is too boxy. It does look a little boxy. <laughs> it's a little talking heads-ish. Okay. It is. Um, what I was trying to say is that he takes... he They go on their first call. Which is what? There's an alien who oh, is going yeah. outside of the city limits. Oh, this is the first time I've ever understood what's going on with the men in black. I didn't realize there was only like 1,500 aliens on the world. Yeah. I it, thought there was everywhere. hundreds of thousands. I guess, like, yeah, this never clicked for me either. I never realized that when the aliens first made contact... They, they check they, in. They asked, hey, can we make Earth like... It's like... Uh, what do they say? What What is it? Uh... When people are like scared uh, where they live and they try to come into our country and then Donald Trump doesn't let him in and neither does other presidents, but refugees, is that it? Yes. It's literal space refugees. Earth is like, hey, you can be safe here. Come here. I never realized that's what was going on in Men in Black. I thought it was just, there's thousands and thousands of aliens and we got to keep these fuckholes in check. No, you you <laughs> learn that like Danny DeVito and Sylvester Stallone and all of these people are just monitored aliens. Yeah, and Sonnenberg. Am- amongst us. He's in that picture too. <laughs> the director put himself so in So was there. Al Roker. <laughs> well, fuck yeah, Al Roker is an alien. I've I, been I'm, saying that for years. I think uh, Lucas was in there. I think yes, Spielberg was in there. Yep, yep, yep. Sonnenberg's daughter is in there. Hmm. You know, that would actually be fun. Like, oh, I'm in Men in Black and I'm an alien. So they go and they eventually get to, because they, okay. So they find this guy. His wife is pregnant. She has a baby. And Will Smith basically kind of accidentally somehow delivers it. Did you see who plays the baby? Because this is insane. I didn't know that this was a thing. What do you mean? Who plays the baby? So the alien baby that comes out and that's laying in his lap and it's moving and stuff. Vern Troyer is who is credited as the baby. What? I'm not fucking kidding on IMDb. It's a fucking puppet. Are you sure about that? Yes. Let's see. I saw the puppet in the Rick Baker thing. Alien son is Vern Troyer, it says. Alien son. I don't believe that. I think that's somebody being mean and changed it on IMDb. Are you sure? <laughs> because if Vern Troyer is seriously the alien, there's that's no hilarious. Way. There's no point of putting him in there. Because it can puppet. move. He's like a baby. It's a puppet sitting on Will Smith. But it's lap. moving and it has uh, it's heads moving. I don't know about that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Vern Troyer. I'm pretty sure if you look on IMDb right now, you will see that I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. I know you're not making it up, but I think someone made a fucking cruel joke. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> they go to the... Is it the police station where they run into the morgue lady? Because she's like, I believe you. Come and meet me down at the morgue. Oh, yeah, that's when you first saw him. This is like when Tommy Lee Jones was still going to like get him to come check things out. But yeah, you first meet that morgue lady, which I have a feeling... She has been neuralized hundreds of times because if she's running a morgue. So this is interesting to me. And this is me talking how I said before. I don't want to necessarily bring up drama. Yeah. But apparently, so the lady who plays like the lady in the movie, the main lady is Linda Fiorentino. Okay, Are you going to explain to me why people always talk about her being naked? No. Okay. Well, what do you got for People talk about how she's difficult to work with. Oh, really? Apparently... 
and, and no one has really spoken out against this. So, and she's never talked about it, but supposedly Tommy Lee Jones, his stipulation for coming back for the second movie was that she was not in it. Because if you see at the end of this movie, it's the morgue lady and Will Smith who have taken over. They're like the new agents, yeah. She's not in the second movie. No, she's not. Kevin Smith. She, after that, two years later, she worked on Dogma. She was the main lady in Dogma. yeah. Kevin Smith said that she was terrible to work with and wow. he wished that he had gone with another actress she's not an actress anymore that's fucking but crazy. she's notorious she's not an actress currently no she stopped in 2009 because she couldn't get jobs anymore <laughs> that could be part of it but she's known as a notoriously hard person to work with wow so i think it's interesting when the first time we see tommy lee jones neuralize her he just walks away and leaves her confused and doesn't give her a story or anything that's true he's just kind of like fuck you yeah and it turns out he didn't really like her. Uh, I brought up the breast thing because I watched it behind the scenes when David Sonnenberg was talking to her when they were doing the morgue scene and they opened up the guy's face. And he was like, I'm still just trying to figure out how we get you naked in this movie. And like earlier, they brought up like, oh, and I won't get naked. I'm like, does she just known for getting naked? What's so going on here? She is known, I guess, for doing The Last Seduction oh. in 1994. Okay. A devious sex pot steals her husband's drug money and hides out in a small town where she meets the perfect dupe for her next scheme. So, yeah, she's a, she was a devious sex pot, I guess. Devious sex pot? Fantastic. And also, this movie looks like it could be sexy. Maybe she just uh, did a lot of those 90s like provocative things and just had a lot of sex scenes in movies. She was also in Larger Than Life. Hmm. Which is the movie with Bill Murray and the Big Elephante? Huh. I've seen know. her before. Just she was, she was in she was the main lady in Dogma, who yeah. is like a direct descendant of Jesus Christ, even though she works at an abortion clinic. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's the one that has a uh, Alan Rickman come into her room. I found out that that movie is incredibly hard to get because it's owned by the Weinstein Company. Oh really? So that's why it's not distributed anymore, and it's not available on any streaming services. Huh. Dogma, which is a great movie, was hurt by the whole Weinstein thing. Yeah, the Weinsteins have their hand in a lot of movies. That sucks. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the restaurant scene that gets us back to the morgue, and then we'll take a break? Have we been to the... um, Have we been to, like, the pawn shop yet? Oh, you're right. We need to talk about Shalubster. Yeah, so we see that Tony Shalhoub is in this, and it's We're interesting. Kind of jumping all over because, but who cares? Yeah, if you this cares? is this movie is how fucking old now? Twenty four, yeah. twenty five years and almost. Not, and once again, we're not here to tell you how the movie goes. We're just here to talk about aspects of no, it. No, we're we enjoy the movie, so we're just talking about it. Tony Shalhoub is in this, and I understand that he's supposed to look weird because he's a ghost. Like one eye is a wonky. Ghost? A ghost? Did I say <laughs> he that? He said a ghost. He's a ghost. He's an alien. He's a what? I was see I, I ruined it because I was gonna do that. I have a note that Tony Shalhoub is as thin as a ghost, and I fucked it up myself. And then I fucked it up even more for you. But he was really skinny. He had like very big skinny. fake ears, yes. the wonky eye, yeah. and, 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 and maybe his shirt was oversized to also make I him think look so. thin. And it was like cut low, so you could see his like chest hair more too. He it was a, it was not your wings, Tony Shalhoub. No, and it's not your thirteen. Ghost! Tony Shalhoub. Or your monk. Or your monk. No. And like, on the behind the scenes thing I watched, when they talked to Tony Shalhoub, he's like, he's like real just 
laid back and just says things like, yeah, I didn't have to do an audition for this. You know, how do you audition for a character who just gets his head blown off and it grows back? You're just like, you you have no interest in this at all. This is literally just a paycheck. If they would have interviewed me for that, I'd be like, I got these ears on. Look how big they are. Aren't they so cool? And I got these teeth because even his teeth are like, yeah, they are kind of teeth, gangly teeth and... in the front. Mm-hmm. But he looks really good. It's not like extreme stuff, but it makes him look extreme. And uh, what are you looking at? I just saw the neighbor who lives diagonally across the street riding a bicycle down the alley, and there's still snow everywhere. <laughs> so. Yeah, he loves bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like the wrong weather to see someone on a bicycle is all. Um, this is kind of brutal for a kid's movie, too. They get away with it like when he blows his head off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get away with it because it's green blood, obviously. And it grows back. And it grows back. But honestly, it's pretty fucking brutal. You just see a guy's head explode. So you see a guy's skin get pulled off and pushed onto the dirt. And then you see a guy's head explode. So it one of the things that seems to help convince Will Smith's character, Jay, to become a part of the Men in Black is when Kay, played by Tommy Lee Jones takes him into the break room yeah, and he sees the little alien worms worms making coffee. It's weird. It's weird to me that it took aliens making coffee and not Tony Shalhoub's head being blown off and quickly reforming for Jay to believe in aliens. Why did it take something like, Oh my God, they made coffee. He was neuralized. Oh, he was neuralized. He had been neuralized because I mean, like I said, we jumped around. That's right. He had to find out what kind of weapon that was sold to that guy. I feel like I regularly forget that he was neuralized, yeah, he though. Was neuralized. Like, and I, with him, you also like just like the Moore girl. You don't know how many times these people have been neuralized. Could be hundreds. And it probably is if they're running into this kind of shit all the time. So I do want to also say, I don't know when you want to take a break, but I have always wondered why no one can tell that Edgar is clearly decaying. Like, obviously, as the movie goes on, oh. you see, like, pieces of skin hanging off, and he's, yeah. like, turning colors and yeah. stuff, which is was my old... For some reason, I associated that with the bugs a lot. When I was... Like, I oh, just... Oh, really? Because he's a, he's a rotting corpse. Yeah. but That's a good idea. That's a, I like that. They're feasting on the flesh. I like that. So I, I've never really been fully sure about him being, like, the bug god... Or he yeah, was just a no decaying clue. body who has a bunch of bugs around. And that's why bugs are coming around more, because yeah. he's dead. And then he's also probably just like, hey, you guys are my friends. Tuck in somewhere. It's very weird. I don't understand it. But it's very obvious that this man is decaying in front of their eyes. And no one seems to want to acknowledge it. Oh, we also got to acknowledge this. When Jay walks, is finally accepted the position of the men in black, and he's like walking them through the stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we showed all the technology, which we talked about. We get a sighting of a certain actor that throughout my entire life watching this movie, I had never noticed until the very last time we watched it today. And then you pointed it out to me. Holy I didn't shit, that. we get Sean Wheaton. Is that his name? Sean Watton? Whalen. Sean Whalen. Sean Whalen. I Whalen. can't read my own faking he's classic. handwriting. We've talked about him on this podcast before. Yeah. He was in the movie The People Under the Stairs, known as Roach. Uh, <laughs> he's still acting, I guess. He's, he's, a he's balding. Classic fucking character actor. He's one of those dudes you just see and you're like, that guy. Poor, that fucking guy. That poor guy. His poor face. He's one of those dudes who's probably going to look better with age, which actually he did. I looked him up recently. I was like, oh, he looks less goofy. Oh, you think? I think. I don't know. Okay. I think he just Maybe looks... Maybe you saw better pictures I just than think I did. He, no, I think he looks... Uh, I think he looks just as goofy, just older. 
is what I'm saying. Well, he is a good. Okay, so he's not going the. He's not going the handsome he, route. He's not who, who uh, I cannot think of people's fucking names anymore. People who get better with age. Yeah, what's the guy's fucking name? George he's Clooney in, is no. notorious. George Clooney's always been handsome. Fuck that guy. Okay, you got to find somebody who was goofy looking and then got good with age, and it's Steve Buscemi. That's the guy's fucking name. He's but he still looks goofy and older. Yeah, but, but he looks. He doesn't look as a million times better than he did when he was younger. Uh. He could hit it any time. I don't care. Can but, he be my free pass? No. Can Steve Buscemi be my free pass? There's no such thing as a free pass. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. I'm making a joke. There's a uh, paid pass. Who do you, you can want? T- you can give me a certain amount of money and I'll let you do it. <laughs> Who do you want? No one. Please. When I'm done with you, I'm done. <laughs> no, but this is a f- this is not real, Sam. What what celebrity is Ava going to She's dead. Was it Betty White? No. Fuck that bitch. It was her co-star. Was it Maude? It yeah. was Maude. It was Maude. It was fucking B. Arthur, baby. Yeah. That sexy ass bitch. She was gangly like your mom. Not gangly, <laughs> but like lanky. That's the word. Yeah. You like those lanky old ladies. I don't remember what I was talking about now. Who have strong grips and secretly smoke cigarettes. Did B. Arthur secretly smoke cigarettes? I don't know. She just looks like a lady who has secrets. <laughs> That's for sure. Um. Well, one I do want to say that uh, I love you, Sam. And uh, I, I know you said something about taking a break earlier, and I feel I like- wanted to talk about the restaurant scene with two certain characters, and then we'll go to break. That sounds fair. Uh, we get to meet—I don't know what his actual name is—but he's a store owner for jewelry. He's got a beautiful cat named Orion. Which, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, you're going to figure that out later. Beautiful orange kitty. He's a beautiful orange kitty, and I like that he takes him everywhere. He just goes in his little like briefcase. Yeah, it's like one of those old doctor. Yeah, it is. It's not like, a cat briefcase thing. It's literally like a house doctor's bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to meet a friend, and now this friend that he meets is a tall, tall man that we've all seen a bunch of times, mm-hmm. and actually worked with David Sonnenberg in the past or a future. I don't know when it was in time with, but Adam's family. He's Lurch and Adam's family. He was that tall guy in Doctor Sleep that we watched. Mm-hmm. He's been a bunch of stuff. His he's been a bunch of stuff. His name is Carl Strickland. Stricken? Yeah, he was born Carol in the 40s, and he's still alive. He's a, he's a Dutchman. I guess he got famous on Twin Peaks, Dr. Mm. Sleep. He was in Gerald's Game. He, he was. He was. That tall, scary guy in the corner. He was, that's right. Uh, and he was in Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the movie, Ooh, in 1978. Game. Isn't that wild? Is he... I assume that you see him after LSD has been taken? I don't know. He's called, like... He looks like a stretched man, so it almost seems like you... He doesn't look as goofy in that movie when you look up a picture of him. He's got, like, hair and stuff, and he's not... You know, every time you see him in a movie now, he's hired because he's weird-looking, so they, then they accentuate that shit and put makeup on him to make his cheekbones look even more sunken in. Mm-hmm. So when you see him in this picture in 1978, and he's just a tall, normal dude, he doesn't look so... I mean, he definitely looks tall, and his bone structure is weird, which, by the way... Later when he's in the morgue, because he dies at the end of this scene, and she says, I've never seen a bone structure quite like it. It's thinking, that's that guy's actual face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of bad that that guy just has to accept, like, yeah, I'm kind of a freak. But hey, gets me fucking money. Gets some money. He's yeah, a rich freak. Uh, they go to that restaurant to meet each other. I like that you saw him earlier in the movie, and they're going to sit down. They get pierogi. It's so funny that an alien is so excited about pierogi. I ordered you pierogis. 
That's just not, it's really just like an alien in a head and a little <laughs> control room. So it's not tasting the pierogies. Yeah, how is it? Holy shit, I never even thought. Of, oh, I wonder if it's got like intravenous Wait, systems going on. Something has to happen because she says in the morgue that he doesn't have an asshole. <laughs> yeah. She looks for a she rectal system get, and doesn't find a rectum. Oh, she, the one after he died, he was increasing in temperature and she wanted to confirm by checking his rectum temperature. But there was no rectum. Oh, God. The things we pick up when we're in our 30s that never fucking Yeah, like my the word ears. rectum. Like, oh, I didn't hear that before. I <laughs> had rectum. Tell me the, uh, uh, the, the science behind this man's rectum. Uh, I looked into the effects of that little guy. I'm just going to talk about him really quick. The opening of the head. I'm just going to keep pushing it back. Yeah, but you brought up the little guy. They originally made that little head, and the director was like, I want him to be a central part of the film. I want him to be like a prince. Like, he wasn't part of the script originally. They just liked this little bit that Rick Baker made. You know, an alien's going to come out of his head. He's a little... I liked how it looked. Yeah. So they're like, can you make him talk? And they're like, kind of, but he's this big. You can't make his little mouth move. So they built a replica of that little guy that's, like, about the size of my torso. Okay. And built, like, a big mannequin of that guy so they could get extra shots. In the original script, he was not the central point of the film. He becomes the central point of the film. He's like an octillion prince and he's got hold of an entire fucking galaxy it's wild crazy it's wild man we but they both get break? killed by the bug mm-hmm. then it's break time and then we're gonna vincent d'onofrio has some weird thing that slices through their neck it's his tail it looks like a tail it's, his tail it's very sharp and he's like you'll never get you you can kill us but you'll never get the galaxy oh, we're right about one thing <laughs> that is that's that's very good sam thank you we'll be right back everyone and we'll finish up talking about this movie trying to keep it short today we on a schedule michelle's got a heart out if you ever get near us don't jeer us we're fearless you set that up on purpose didn't you oh man lucky me I knew you were going to know this. Oh, yeah. I've been singing it. Patrice Russian, everyone. Russian. I don't know how to say it or how she likes to say it, but this is the original. I check it. <laughs> we're back. All right. We are back. We're talking about Men in Black still. That's right. We're not changing subjects in the middle of the podcast. We're talking about the movie that likes to spray a lot of goo into Will Smith's mouth. There is. There's a lot of goo that goes in Will Smith's mouth. On multiple occasions, Will Smith is getting goo-mouthed. Did you know Men in Black's a real thing? Like a real... Organization? Like a real... Comic myth? book? Myth. Um, that has to do with like Mothman prophecies and all that shit. Like there's a real... There's real cases of the men in black showing up. People saying a weird man all dressed in black. Sometimes without... Without a face. face show up and tell me to forget what I saw and to not talk about it. So that's like, I think, where the comic book got its idea. Man Without a Face. That's uh, Mel Gibson. Man Without a Face. That, uh, that's also Rage Against the Machine. Oh. <laughs> where were we in this film? What are we talking about next? At this point, we've been at the restaurant where the two men who were just about to eat their pierogies. The pierogies. They were moited right through the necks. We're in the 
We went to the morgue where the little creature inside of the head died. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. I really like that scene, though, when he's just like telling him about Orion's. How you say word? Because the whole time I'm thinking he could have just gone, the galaxy's on the cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I guess you don't have a movie plot. But the there. galaxy is on Orion's belt, so then it becomes this whole thing where it's what? What does he mean? What is Orion's belt? Orion's belt and the galaxy is just three stars. There can't be a galaxy on wasn't Orion's up, belt. Wasn't up, Gord. There can't be three galaxy stars. And it it seems to be. Is it? Oh, Will, Willard Smith who figures out Agent J. He, because he he know he mentions that when they go it into. It took me so long to realize who Willard Smith was. Oh, sorry about that. Wow. When they went into the man's shop, who was murdered, the alien man's shop, then mm-hmm. you see all of the, he had these all these portraits painted of him and his beautiful cat Orion. Yeah, he loved this cat. He's like, this is where I had a crush on this cat. That's how Will. That's how Will, Willard Smith says it. Really, because it sounded like you were doing Vincent D'Onofrio. Nope. So do your impression of Vincent D'Onofrio now, then. If that's what your Will Smith sounded like, what does your Vincent D'Onofrio sound like? Sugar water. <laughs> I like the mouth placement that's getting you there. Because everything's so tilted on him. He's not really like this. There's, <laughs> if there's one thing I will give, and I'm only giving this movie one prop, apparently. <laughs> and the only one prop I'm propping this movie up for is I think they did good with Vincent D'Onofrio's makeup. They did very good. That, uh, showed, he looked great. When I was watching that thing, they showed parts of them like pulling his eyelids down and gluing them. Ew. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it's not very comfortable. But Yeah, they just have dry eyeballs and they just be overproducing <laughs> yeah. tears all day. And then Sonnenberg said, uh, what did he say about? It's funny how much time he has to spend in a makeup chair to look kind of normal still. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's extreme at the end. Like when he gets out of that spaceship after he gets shot down and his body's like the most decayed it's been the whole time. Even when he's carrying, because he takes the morgue chick. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's like holding her, which is clearly another actor. You see different faces multiple <laughs> times <laughs> from different angles. Um, Especially probably her. They were probably like, can we use a stunt for her? Because we got to get this fucking bitch out of here. Oh, they really just wanted to throw her into a tree. What's happening? Oh, it's falling again. It's falling again. It's falling away from the top. The whole thing's going to fall off. It's a regular corn song. Ooh, saved. Pop. Don't, please. I don't do that. That's not my sort of thing uh, to do. Were you going to say that even then, like, you can see he's rotting more? Because, like, that's when his eyes getting real milky. He almost looks more alien-like, and his face is almost turning. He's he's like graying and turning like a greenish True. hue, which kind of coincides with the whole alien yeah. grayish green. The wig. Well, I mean, just in in general, oh. like people have always said that the aliens grays. aliens look grayish green, yeah. like sickly and dead. Uh, I like too on Vincent D'Onofrio's makeup. You start seeing like hairs or like. I don't know what you would call them. Like things like, are busting. Yeah, they're busting out, and like little spines are sticking out of different places. Even on his hands, you can see like little claw ends coming out where his fingernails would be. They're starting to be like little pointy fingers that have burst their way through. It's very subtle shit, but it's, it really helps the Vincent D'Onofrio character in this movie. It does. I have to say. So we do see something, which is just kind of a side note. We do see, because we know that 
Agent K says to Agent, well, says to James, this is prior to him taking the job, that you have to just leave your entire life behind. Yeah. You abandon everyone you know, everything you know. That's all just erased. You were you, never, you never existed. You be, yeah, you're a new person when you're, this happens. You're a spot of deja vu. But we, dismissed we, just as quickly. But we receive insight into what how. Like, Kay had a woman, essentially, that he, he had a girlfriend when he was a young guy in his, like, 20s. Mm-hmm. He was taking her flowers. Yeah. He just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time when this whole alien encounter thing happened. I don't know exactly what happened and why he handed the flowers to the alien and got involved with the men in black, like, immediately. I have no clue either. I don't. They don't fill in the blanks, but you're you're led to believe, I guess, that he was in some sort of coma this whole time. But he has this like crazy surveillance system through the uh, the satellites, the systems. satellites, yeah. And and how he can is, zoom in literally on a woman's chest. Uh, he's a little creepy. Yeah, when he's, he's very creepy. when he's spying on this woman who he hasn't been with in decades. And he's lucky she hasn't married anyone. I was going to say, she's been a lonely, lonely woman her whole life because she's yearning for, I guess, Tommy Lee Jones, who's been in a coma, supposedly. For like like, three decades. But where is the body? Like, she can't go visit him? It's all very confusing. But I also wrote, the MIB is invasive. And I want to put, like, I'm tagging that on to what you're saying, like his creepy methods. The MIB goes... Anywhere they want. Mm-hmm. They can look at anyone anytime they want. They have no jurisdiction, like, uh, regulations at all. If they wanted to come in and, like, neuralize you while you're taking a shit, <laughs> they're going to do it. It's fucking... W- and here, I thought about this, because I was thinking about, like, the original... How did Tommy Lee Jones get into this? Like, what is this story? And they might have shown this in, like, Men in Black 3. I don't know. I stopped watching the ones after the second one. Yeah, I think I only saw the second one because the second one had Agent M in it, but his didn't stand for mole. Uh, that was Agent Michael Jackson. That was Agent Michael Jackson, who you would think was an alien himself. But, but he wasn't. He's not. Yeah. Uh, he just wanted to be a member real bad. I don't remember what I was going to say. Involved. Fuck. I'm sorry. Talking about invasive men in black. Just how invasive they were and how they were able to go anywhere they wanted to and do yeah. anything that they could. Um, I forgot. Well, one thing that, so at this point, it seems that the bug understands that, like, it knows that the cat has the galaxy around its neck. Yeah. But no one else has figured that out yet. No. So he goes to where that cat is, and he knows somehow that for some reason the cat would be taken with this man's dead body to the morgue. Which we have, for some reason the cat is still with this man after he's been murdered in the restaurant. That cat would not be taken to the morgue. That cat would be taken to like an animal shelter. Yeah. So it's <laughs> it's very weird that the the man's dead body was wheeled around with a fucking living cat on what, it. What, what that was say? just what's given the, to the morgue lady. What does she say? What's with the cat? I see. There's a problem with the cat. What's the problem? It's your problem. <laughs> not even funny. But it so, seems like a good. Cat. So the bug knows. He figured it out from like looking at the obsession. Of the, you know, he sees the cat pictures everywhere and he sees the necklace that the cat is wearing around, which is like a, a, it's like a glass globe that's encased in this like metal. I don't know. It it looks almost like potiony, but it does look potiony. It's just like a marble, essentially with with a a cage around it. So he protects this marble. Um, But so 
when she sees the alien, and they're talking about Orion's belt. Where's Orion's belt? When I know they neuralize her eventually, but when she first saw the little alien head, she said Orion's belt. She's had this cat in her fucking morgue for hours now, mm-hmm. and the cat's collar says. Well, she does acknowledge that at one point because she's like, "Oh, Orion, that's a nice name or something." Then, then, then they should have immediately. She should have been like, "Oh, that cat's name's Orion, and it's wearing this giant fucking thing around its neck." Yeah, well, Sam, there are a few things in this movie that don't, you know, line Wait up with rationale, so we it can't out. be rational. Will Smith does not understand that a galaxy can fit in a marble at this point. Oh, that's right, because there's, there's something was said about how he doesn't understand how like size is yeah. and things like that. You don't understand because they're going to find out we're in a goddamn marble as well, everyone. And there is and it's literally an alien playing marbles it yeah. looks like yeah, it, with it, with galaxies it, and it galaxies is. and galaxies and galaxies. Very very nonchalant about <laughs> galaxies. So he goes to the morgue to uh get this galaxy from Orion and Mr. David Cross, young David Cross who still has curly black hair yes. even though he is balding. It's Mr. Show David Cross. It's That's what he looks like. It's goofy. He he overacts a little bit with his like trembling bottom lip. Oh, I think that was on purpose. That's, that, that, yeah, no, I that's, think it's supposed to be like silly and ridiculous. Re- I never really noticed the bottom lip before. But I'm I, always looking at the cans of bug spray that are in his hand when he's about. Because I always think, what are the cans of bug spray going to do with the bugs that are just hanging out on your counter, dude? You got to squash those motherfuckers. Uh, the poison gets them. I'm more immediately. Of a- <laughs> Not immediately, but within minutes. Really? Which actually, I don't know, something like Bug Off was specifically made to do that. I would probably kill them within like a minute. It's called Bug Off. Bug Off! Bug Off! So I actually don't have any more notes because at this point, it's just kind of what's happening. Well, I've got a few notes and we can just touch on them and then we'll get to the end of the movie, basically. Well, there is I a... I gotta s- say this. Th- okay, I'm sorry. A brutal, brutal fucking part because we don't talk about... We forgot to talk. Well, who cares? The bug guy that shows up at Edgar's place to spray for bugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When he's talking about, you got an infestation here. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's he's talking about humans. That was early on. Yeah. And he says to him, like, well, don't you want to get rid of them? In the worst way. And he takes that fucking sprayer and shoves it down his throat. And then the bug spray is coming out of his mouth. Another very brutal moment. Mm-hmm. For uh, a movie that is PG-13. So we've got a skinned man, uh, a bug spray going down a man's throat. And I don't remember what the third thing was that I said was pretty fucking brutal. But, it, it oh, is... the <clears throat> shooting of the head, blowing, exploding heads. Yeah. I think you can see as an adult looking at it that there are ways that it was clearly meant to be kept within the PG-13 box. Where there would be, uh, there was a time when Tommy Lee Jones was like, you son of a... And doesn't uh-huh. finish yeah. or or something like that. Although I love it when he calls, when they get to the morgue, right? We can go back to the morgue scene here. Well, we're technically at the morgue again because he's getting, he does grab the galaxy. Yeah, they show up at the same time. Remember the, they go out uh, and Will Smith thinks that girl is basically just like, I want to show you my vagina right now. No, because she's like, I got something for you. She's like, well, because she's like, why don't you take me with you? And she doesn't know that he's there holding onto her leg like under a table. Yeah, it's just. It's very, it's very like eighties and nineties. Something in my nose, and it seems like it's it's something that I feel like happened a lot 
in things. Not necessarily like the the sexual confusion part where it seems like she's pointing to her genitalia. The, like, the classic that fa- was more nineties. The classic you don't know the situation, but I'm trying to tell there's you the someone situation. Under, there's someone between us that's hiding, but I can't talk about the it. The real life scary version of that is when you're being kidnapped and you call some call up nine one one and you go, I need a pizza. It's, it actually immediately <laughs> reminded me, and I think I could talk about this because it, it's an old show that's not on anymore, even though they do movies and things still. Reno 911, there, I saw a clip recently where there was a lady who was working at a restaurant, like a fast food place yeah. off the highway, and it was one of those situations where she kept dropping hints that she was like, yeah, because they were talking, she was like, uh that the prices that's uh, highway robbery yeah. and they're just like oh, no I and like they bit. never caught oh, on yeah. and she just kept like trying to get their attention it was very funny that's a good show i totally remember that bit so when they're in the morgue i was not gonna bring up about this part I don't he was remember. hiding and he eventually uh edgar who was hiding breaks out he gets the uh he grabs Orion's uh, belt. Yeah. <laughs> he grabs the galaxy. the galaxy. And then he, for some reason, takes the morgue lady. Oh, for a snack. Oh, that's what it is, for a snack. He's going to make her a snack. So, yeah, he does. But what, does she taste like sugar water? Probably. He also needs uh, protein. Can't get it all from sugar water. Sugar water, he needed it. He'd been through space. Needed a jolt. Of uh, that beautiful sugar jolt. So, oh, so if it were asleep. rated R, it would be cocaine in a glass of water? Probably. Makes sense. Very much so. Makes a lot of sense. I was definitely going to say something about that morgue scene. And it's driving me fucking crazy that I can't remember what it was. But who cares? Let's go. I'm sure you'll eventually get around back to it, hopefully. I mean, I don't even know how to get to the end of this film. <clears throat> I do. They, they, He disappears. They don't know... Like, Will Smith tries to go after him on foot. Agent K is like, he's not going to leave. Oh, yeah. And then they do that racist taxi joke. <clears throat> do you I remember, don't remember that? that? They go to steal a taxi, and he throws the taxi driver out, and he's an Indian dude. Uh, and they then he throw throws out beads. like his beads thing, and then a little crown thing. And then Will Smith runs out, and he sees all that on the ground and goes, He stole a cab. It's mm. like. I know the beads aren't the racist thing, but that uh, Indian dude getting thrown out of there. And they're constantly making uh, taxi cab jokes. In it's this, New like, York. Because they're just like, uh, it's crazy that aliens exist now. And they're like, well, you know, taxi drivers, well, not as many as you'd think. And then when she oh. finds out that aliens are real, she's like, actually, I had a taxi driver the other day. And it's just constant taxi driver jokes. That's all this movie was written for was taxi well, I driver I think jokes. it's also the idea that weird people exist and like new york is known for having weird people and some of the weirdest people yeah, in the country cover, isn't in it? it so the fact that that's where most of the aliens are located the weirdness that happens in new york is because there are so many actual aliens existing there it's a good idea it's a good cover that's... i like it all mm-hmm. the pug i wanted to talk about the pug did you think it was cheech marin <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Oh, I think I may have, but it, I it thought was you that. mentioned Cheech Marin at one point. <laughs> I don't know that it was the pug. I thought it may have been something else. Yeah, that guy's name is but, Tim Blaney, I found out. Yeah, I thought someone's uh, voice sounded like it, but I don't remember if it was. I think it was before the pug happened. Before the pug. Yeah, but it was wrong because it may have been like a worm or something. I don't remember. Uh, I think he, uh, the I think the worm guys do sound like 
Because they're like, hey, in a wanga. Hey, man. Yeah. They're like Chicano. <laughs> I wasn't saying that with any amount of confidence. I was just like, Cheech. Cheech. Uh, so then what's the next crux of the biscuit for this movie? The the they're oh. gonna get they're gonna the so world is gonna be destroyed. So yeah, there's a message that is sent. Uh we're given only an hour of time on the earth to uh figure out how we're going to get the galaxy to them. Which I thought it was interesting too. He's like, not only do we have the galaxy, but we have a dead prince. And you think about that like on Earth, just think <clears throat> about it. Yeah, the we Purple have, King. We have your <laughs> We have your dead prince. And so, like, it's just... It's, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm so fucking frazzled that I can't remember the goddamn morgue thing anymore. It's just all going into my brain. I know, and we need to get past ah! it because we, I'm, we're on a time crunch at this point. I sound like I'm just stupid. I'm just like, so, so this, what happened? So they're given so much time. They're back at the headquarters, and it's Will Smith's character, Jay, who looks... he He's thinking, okay, he had just told me he's not going to get off of earth in his truck so then he was brainstorming how is he going to get out of here and then there are these which i think we found about earlier that there were these ships that were like left behind the ships are from the original landing the original meeting and they were the mib started they were used in an amusement park to look like they were fake i just remembered everything i was gonna say and it wasn't about the morgue and it has to do with these ships and that first night I don't think the neuralizer existed yet, which is why Tommy Lee Jones' character had to be kind of ingratiated into the Men in Black because the Men in Black already existed for like six years. And then the first initial contact by aliens, and he was just accidentally there. Now, if they would have had a neuralizer at that time, they probably would have been like, just neuralize the kid and send him back on his way with the fucking flowers. But since they didn't have it yet, this was their first contact. They just had to be like, well, you're in the Men in Black now, kid. Give that tall dude your flowers. Well, he was like early 20s, so yeah. he wasn't a kid, but he Not was a kid to them. A, technically an adult. And then that's where the original, these spaceships came from, was that original meeting. And then they just got to hide them somewhere. And what's the best way to hide something is in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Just put them on some towers and say there's something cheeky and fun and nobody will fucking think about it At anymore. an amusement park, people yeah. just be like, look at that You're thing. You're good to go. So they, he figures out that that's where that guy's going to go because he, he asks if, if they still worked. He saw some like painting on the wall of them. Yeah. That part's he, funny when he's just like, hey, old guys. Yeah, because they're talking about places that will be wiped out. Rip, and but Rip Torn and uh, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. Jones. They just look like old guys. Tommy Lee Jones has been a wrinkly man for a long time. He also looks like he has a lot of like acne scars. Uh, that too. probably is what it is because there's extra like textures going on. Mm-hmm. It's not just wrinkles; it's like extra stuff. Yeah, I think he had and Rip Torn just name. got that like classic. I don't have a neck anymore. Damn it, Gordon! I'm gonna die. <laughs> Isn't he dead? Rip yes, Torn died? Rip Torn is dead. He is deceased. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh huh. Did we make that joke already? It felt very familiar. I'm sure someone has. All right. I'm Sorry sure if I stole it from something I listened to. <laughs> I have no idea. You must have because I'm not familiar <laughs> with us. Um, so, yeah, they basically meet there because they they get these big-ass guns. Tommy Finally. Lee's like, let's, let's pull out these big-ass guns. Finally. And even though that little one that he gave the, him previously... The noisy cricket? ...was uh, powerful as hell. Yeah. It, like... Pushed him back. Yeah, that gun when is he used it. Useless. You would have to be locked in and like strapped down to fucking shoot that gun. What's the point of shooting a gun and then you fly back ten feet? 
my goodness, does uh, Agent uh, J, sorry, Will Smith's character, get thrown around at many different points of this movie. Like the yeah. physical stunts that they have him do, just like pulling him back into things like that gun going off and him going back. Uh-huh. And when that baby was being born, it, like it tentacles like grabbed him and threw him around and banged him on top of the car and all of that I stuff. I wonder how much of uh, stunts Will Smith does on his own or if he's had like a lifetime yeah, stunt I don't know. guy. A lot of those guys have a... Just a stunt guy. Just going, like, you look like me. Stay looking like me. You're going to be my guy throughout my career. Yeah. And how could you not go... Sure thing, Mr. Smith. For sure. So this is basically... <laughs> Ow, my arm's broken. This is about the end of the movie where there is just a big showdown. The alien has it's, the galaxy. He's trying worst, to leave. And the worst part of the movie for me. The alien. I hate the bug. Yeah, the bug. So they have their big guns. They shoot down the saucer that apparently does still work when it starts to move. And then the bug leaves the human skin behind there's no more vincent d'onofrio yeah. it is just this big fake bug it's a very i really like the scene when he comes out of the spaceship and he's like put my hands on my head like this i love the bulging scene when it shows from behind because that's all practical that's mm-hmm. just like some weird skin bursting through when it's done and it shows the alien from front and it's just switched to completely cg even nowadays, completely CG characters, it's still obvious. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it looks miles beyond now what it did then, but it's still not there. There's still the uncanny valley, as they call it. Just something isn't just there still that you can just tell it's CG. Mm-hmm. But this looks like bad cartoon at this point. So, yeah. Do, do you so agree? He, no, yeah, I agree. Especially since they had a real 10-foot puppet that they could have used mm-hmm. and just like sprinkled in the CG every once in a while, which is bullshit because they said that they didn't want to use the puppet because it didn't look bug-like enough. Well, maybe, and they wanted to be able to throw Will Smith around more. Who knows? Uh, maybe. I think the biggest part of it was they wanted it to talk, and with that bug's mouth, it probably would have looked weird talking just... Going up and down. I don't know how much articulation you can get out of a mouth. So the bug eats the guns. Tommy Lee Jones is like, I'm getting my gun back. So he mm-hmm. makes sure the bug eats him. He lets the bug eat him so he can go inside, grab his gun, and shoot him. But before that happens, Will Smith just has to physically battle this enormous bug. Yeah, but I is- think Tommy Lee Jones has it worse because when he gets swallowed and he's going in, and that muck he's going through, mm. it's like frothy yellow bubbly shit i mean it's gross but that was his choice it was his choice but he's got it way easier i think than will smith does and i think he knows it it's just like when he made him give birth to that fucking alien he takes the easier route and makes the new kid do the hard shit well we find out at the end of it that it was technically meant to be his last hurrah yeah it's true and that he was he was training his replacement which is weird because that's not the case that part didn't make sense because then he he gets neuralized. He goes back to his old life. He goes back to his lady since she never married anybody. Yeah. But um, fuck, what was I just saying before the neuralized part? That you were, it doesn't make sense that he was training a replacement, not a partner. Correct. Because there, there wasn't another person until the very end when we see that it is the morgue lady who's involved. But so was that. That was the thing to find a replacement for both of them. It's just that Will Smith was not. Yeah, Will Smith wasn't Tommy Lee Jones replacement. That's but, true. but the way that he said it made it sound like that was the goal the whole time. But it wasn't. It was to find the morgue lady, apparently. I guess. Because she saved them. 
But that was like an accident. They just turned around and go, oh, shit, she can handle a gun. Well, no, because she was like, nice job, nice fella. Like, she likes their job that they and, do. Or, not, oh, yeah, something then, about your job is interesting. And or Tommy Lee like Jones that. turned around and was like, you're insufferable. Get off set. <laughs> if you come back on part two, I'm not going. And that's really the end of the movie. Now it's Will Smith and... Uh, the lady, I, I, we've never once said her character name. I have no I idea what I don't it know is. Her character name is either. But when Tommy Lee Jones sits down and he's giving him the whole, you know, the stars speech. Laurel. Oh, that's why we never said it. Because we need a hearty. Uh, I was thinking of the shit butthole town that's near us called Laurel. Oh, that's true. My dad uh, will be offended. He was born there. Sorry, but every time I drive through there, I feel like someone's gonna throw meth in my car. Maybe not born there, but he was there. He lived there when he was a kid. <laughs> but hey, I mean, you're not wrong. When Tommy Lee Jones is given that uh, stars speech that you know his partner D gave him at the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. D gave the speech a million times better than Tommy Lee Jones gives the speech. At the end, it seems like Tommy Lee Jones is not sure of it at all, and he's just like, uh, uh, "Stars look good, don't they?" Uh, uh, is this, am I doing this right? Whereas that guy, D, he was... D was defeated. Classy, but I think he has like a a Sam Elliott feel when he was giving it. Mm. Like, it felt classy. This one just felt like a teenager asking a girl on a date. Well, we're done with the movie, though. We are. We are done. And it, business just goes back as usual. They're just new people who are involved. They're taking over. It's the new kids in town. They have a more modern car to drive. They have more modern clothes. Will Smith is no longer wearing a regular basic suit and tie. It is not the last suit he will ever wear. It's he not. he has this weird like turtleneck high neck thing. high neck white with like buttons yeah, on it. Looks it's very uncomfortable to me. It's supposed to be more high fashion because that's exactly who that New York comp looked like—a guy interested in high fashion. That's true. Well, we are now up to the part of the podcast where I think it's time to go over some questions. If there's aliens, you can call the MIP. There's aliens, you got to call the MIP. But if there's questions, you got to call Michelle E. If there's questions. Got the call, Michelle All right. So, Sam, why did you choose this? Uh, because I was supposed to choose it when I chose Alien instead on Jimmy's episode. And God damn it, I really wanted to watch Men in Black. So, yeah. I'll... I've been wanting to see this again for a while, so I'm right on board with you. Uh, What do you think I thought when you gave it to me? Uh, Happy that I finally gave it to you and I was supposed to give it to you that one time. And you're like, good, because I want to watch this movie, probably. Mm -hmm. My judgment prior to watching it was I was very excited. I've been wanting to... I think that this would be a fun movie to talk about in general because it's a movie that you and I have both clearly seen many times. Yep. And Will Smith was the shit, so why not? We were quoting it as the sh- the movie was going on the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I literally quoted that little alien going. <laughs> 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 All right. So we watched it twice. That's classic with movies. That doesn't even need to be mentioned. But Protocol. I, I just kind of I'm running through these notes. I should make different questions for movies, movies but I just never have. I just kind of pick and choose of what feels nice. Do you know who your least favorite character is in this movie? Hmm, my least favorite character in this movie is that greasy tow truck driver. 
Uh, he's very disgusting looking. Mm-hmm. He is uh, pretty he gross. He pulls out his Joker looking gun. I like the gun. Did, I really did you like that he got shot with a shotgun? I, I, I don't. I assume. Or do you think he got shot with his own gun? Uh, probably the shotgun. And then he took the gun off of him. Okay. But I really like when Vincent D'Onofrio is walking back. Because his body's so crazy. He's like holding two guns. And he's just like. <laughs> so my least favorite character is actually Edgar. Because once again, even, even his skin is a dick. That's true. He's so bad. Are you okay? Are we saying Edgar the man? Yeah. All right. Because that when we 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 want we're happy that something bad happens to Edgar in the beginning, but he never stops being an asshole because the alien that takes over his body is also an asshole. Hello again, Wayne. He's back on the table. Hello there. Ready to see everyone and show everyone his big balls that are going to be mm-hmm. cut off in a little less than two weeks. I'm <laughs> taking charge of you, Wayne. All right. And <laughs> your favorite character, Sam? Um, I think after many years of seeing this, and I'm an adult now, mm-hmm. I think my favorite character, oddly enough, has changed to K, Tommy Lee Jones. I think, yeah, because when I was a kid, everything, it was all Will Smith. Yeah. Like, he was why we watched the movie. We talked about that uh-huh. earlier. Um, for me, I have, like I said, there are a lot of characters that I think are good. I like that he left on his own without having to be kicked off the table. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. Um, let's see. First of all, Beatrice, which is Edgar's wife, who just smashes words together. Love her. She's great. Um, we have Will Smith's butt. It's a great character in the movie. I like it very much. Um, we have Orion, who is a beautiful orange oh, cat. Yeah. The whole movie, is, I mean, this this cat is very important. Yeah. Because the whole thing that it, they're trying really to is. find is is around his neck the whole the cat time. cat has an entire fucking galaxy around his neck. But let's be real. I put seriously, it's K. Tommy Lee Jones is. I think wow. I think he's underrated in this because you you just like you're supposed to like the younger cut up guy. Like I think he, at least from my perspective as a kid when I saw it, he was what drew me to the movie, even uh-huh. if it was apparently not necessarily um, advertised that way. And it was meant to appeal yeah, more to Tommy Lee it, Jones fans. I think it was. I think the only reason I said that was because all the videos I watched. They were like film videos, so they're talking about like the classic actor mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones. But I agree with you. I think Tom. I think Will Smith exists to bring the kids in, and he's entertaining for the children. He's still and, very. And Tommy, he's still entertaining. Yeah, yes, he's very entertaining. But I think Tommy Lee Jones is for the adults. Like when my mom took me to see this movie as a kid, I bet. Tommy Lee Jones was her guy. Well, I like his dry humor, and that's something that you yes. don't necessarily. Uh, pick up on when you're a young kid when you're a a, a child no. when you're like 12 yeah sometimes sarcasm goes right over your head when you're a kid yeah like even those uh jokes where he's like don't i don't want you to call me kid or tiger or anything like that or and junior he's like, and he's like all right whatever you say slick yeah. just right after that that was perfect <laughs> i think yeah there were a lot of just sly jokes that i may not have noticed when i was a kid that i totally get now and i see that the movie is very joke oriented and I like that about it. Um, we both probably saw this when it was new, right? When we were young. You said you probably saw it in the theater. Uh, yeah, I saw it when it came out. And I saw it in drive-ins. I've seen this movie many, many, many times. And we had it on video. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, we had this on VHS. I haven't VHS. seen it in a long time. Correct. It felt good to watch it again. I agree. Um, would you recommend this movie today? Yes, I think it still holds up. I think there's a little couple things here and there, but... Uh, like the there's not like the cab driver uh, stuff. Yeah, well, 
that was a little nitpicky on my side, but I think it's a good movie all around. There's no real problematic stuff with it. There's no bad jokes. I think it's still funny. Uh, I love that Tommy Lee Jones calls the bug a shit eater. It's a good time. <laughs> so what would you rate this movie? Out of 10 rock and roll? I would watch this movie Out again, personally. Rock- okay. So, yeah, let's. we're giving it zero... Out of ten, all over the rock and roll movie cat. I'll give this seven and a half out of ten. Okay. And if I was a kid, nine and a half. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I would I would say that a seven probably is what I'm gonna give it. Welcome. I don't think it's bad at all. No. But it, I mean it just kinda is what it is. It's funnier than I remember it being. Mm. Uh, so it deserves to be higher up on the end of the scale. And, and it's fair. It's one of those movies that, as an adult, I'm never gonna think like, "No, we need to sit around and watch as Men in Black." I straight up just pulled a Sam. I have absolutely nothing to give you. I got to figure this out real fast. Oh wow! Um, so <laughs> wow, <laughs> I came completely. It's not our. It's not our guest. No. Okay. No, right. we still have another week before that happens. <laughs> okay. But luckily, I have a little bit of time to spare because we have to describe this movie in one word. That's true. Uh, we're describing this movie in one word. For me, I would say... Uh, what word describes... I'm trying to find a word that describes like fun but weird all in the same time. Like kitschy? Is kitschy work? Yeah, no, I don't like I that. I don't know. It's I would it's bizarre. Not something I I'll would go ever with bizarre. Think. I like bizarre. Bizarre. That was not a word I would ever think to use. Um, when I think of this movie, one, I'm gonna say big. I always saw the like the sets, like when he goes into the headquarters. Everything just seemed very big to me. Yep. In this movie, and it's not just because it's a blockbuster, which that's part of it, because you do get some of the like explosion-y type shit in the end. Um, everything just seems very big. And maybe that's the whole idea that you realize how small you really are. Oh, yeah. By the end of it. Yeah, I guess the whole thing is about size in a way. Because it matters. <laughs> oh, no. And I think they specifically say size doesn't matter. Good. I think that's what the dog says. Good. All right, so we are finished with that. And now I have still not come up with anything to give oh, you, so this no. is going to be fun. Um, I'm just going to have to pull something completely or out of we my can, ass. We, this episode doesn't come out for a little bit. We can add what you're going to uh, give me right now. Okay, you just gave me something. So no pressure, Michelle. Good job in the future. Does that work for you? Um, It does and it doesn't. I think that I. <laughs> it's my responsibility to have something. And I failed because I don't have anything. But that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Can you give me just a second? I can. <laughs> can we just pause it for a second? Oh, that's fine. I'll pause it right now. Okay. We're so, back. <laughs> all right. You can do whatever you want with that. So uh, we've already done an album by this band. I am giving you another album by this band. So Interesting. I'm bringing a okay. second. I've done this uh, I've done this before, but okay. I'm, I'm giving you another Foo Fighters album. Oh, all right. And this is one by one. All right. Sorry about that. That was a disaster. That's fine. I can edit it to make it work, (laughs) even though I'm going to leave in as much as I possibly can. I'm sure you'll forget about it completely and just not do anything. (laughs) And it'll just all be there and it will be painful to listen to. But that's it. No, no, no. 
that's not what's going to happen, Michelle. Well, that's it. Okay, we're done? Yeah, we are finished. Oh, all right. So we talked about Men in Black. If you want to go see it, it's not on any free streaming uh, platforms. Platform? You have to you have to pay to rent it or own it. So Or go to an illegal streaming website. Or do that. We didn't do that, though. Watt32.tv, I think is what it is. Enjoy. It is. <laughs> all right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. We love you very we much. We love you all very much. Tell your friendos. And uh, thanks for listening. Are you going to accompany Mr. Elfman? All right. Bye. You're doing a very good job, Michelle. <laughs> Bye. Now I'm on the spot. I don't like this. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs>